This is the Effective Engineering Manager Podcast. In today's episode, Adam and Slava talk about the importance of a management strategy and how to build one regardless of whichever level you're at. Welcome to the Effective Engineering Manager Podcast. It's good to be here. It's your time today, Adam. Uh, what would you like to talk about? Hey, Slava. Great to be here with you as well. Uh, and we have an interesting topic today that hopefully will inspire some good discussion between us. Uh, and it's around what we call building a, an effective strategy. As an engineering manager, um, whether you're uh, going into engineering management or uh, you're already seasoned, I think this is an applicable uh, skill to develop. And building a strategy is around distinguishing the day-to-day tactical tasks as an engineering manager, you know, managing people, managing tasks, the dynamic changes uh, of, a, of a product, um, the KTLO, you know, a- anything you do on a day-to-day basis from the bigger picture. And one of the most important things to become a successful or an ineffective engineering manager is having a strategy that you put together and evolve and drive towards some sort of impactful change. And, and notice uh, we're very sensitive to not necessarily try, you know, tie it to a timeline. It's not about saying what you're doing in the next month, the next you know, quarter, the next year. Uh, a strategy is something that can actually transcend um, several of those uh, in data points. It can be something that can be multi-year. But the key thing is that the strategy has to be a success-oriented strategy and something that aligns to um, a sort of triangulation that we're going to talk about of the things that you need to implement that strategy. And this is, this is distinguishing because a strategy is the way that you help uh, catapult yourself as an engineering manager into a more effective or, or stronger leadership role as you grow in, in, in a path towards growing your career. And also distinguishes yourself from, um, you know, sort of an, an individual level set of responsibilities. You know, as a individual contributor, you're used to being told what to do, given tasks. And oftentimes there's a, a feeling that once you become a manager that you're still going to be told what to do and you just have to implement whatever you're told what to do. And part of that is true. But the more important part and where leadership and effective leadership comes out of this is your ability to be able to uh, drive the organization uh, in a particular direction that impacts the overall business as a whole. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Slava? Yes, I think it's it's good stuff. And uh, I was just thinking that it applies not only, it applies on all levels. Uh, you, even if you are a frontline engineering manager, maybe even have, you know, three, five folks, or if you're a, a senior director or a VP or a, a SVP, um, I think having a strategy is fundamental because it allows uh, the entire team vertically uh, and horizontally know what we are doing, where we are going, how we are going to get there, and how it is, how it's going to contributing uh, to the to the end goal of the entire enterprise. And I think it's 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 fundamental to to have something like this because otherwise it just uh, you know, taking what's given uh, to you and trying to make it work. Absolutely. And I think it also recognizes the fact that 
hopefully, a lot of the reason why you or your peers have become um, engineering managers is to participate in leadership, participate in building the strategy. You know, it's not just the CEO or, or the C-suite folks that, you know, uh, are responsible for that. It's really everyone in leadership. And um, and that helps your organization grow. It helps your, your team grow. And it certainly is going to help your own career as well. Uh, so having an effective strategy uh, and, and the ability to, to implement and execute on that is, is very key uh, and very important uh, in, in a lot of these areas. Yeah, good stuff. And um, it's a good point, uh, which uh, just make, made me think uh, strategy exists, if we are doing our jobs well, exists on all levels, from the, the highest levels to the lowest levels. It's just the level of detail and what the objectives are different. But otherwise, uh, I would totally say that uh, if you're doing your job well, you, you have to have a strategy, regardless of your level. Absolutely. And I think you articulate that very well when you, like you just said, the, the objectives can be different, but the core uh, need for having a strategy and being able to execute on that effectively is is going to be key regardless of where you're in the organization and so it's important even from day one to have uh, a semblance of that and um, uh, we're going to get into that in, in a short bit but uh, uh, Slava just you know just a little bit of anecdotal stuff from your experience um, in your history as, as an engineering manager um, where has strategy helped you? And any anything you want to share with the folks before we get into the details here? Um, I'll give an example, maybe without uh, sharing the names. Uh, um, one example is when I uh, drove um, the establishment of uh, uh, CI/CD, um, and this, that's a fundamental practice which contributes to the overall success of the company, and uh, uh, getting there takes time, uh, often months and quarters. And uh, uh, if it's an established organization that does not have CICD, it takes years, maybe two to three years uh, to get there uh, from when the developer checks in something in the version control system and in two hours it's in production. Uh, it takes, takes lots of work. And m building this shared goal that 100% contributes to the company's success and also has a high-level plan, maybe, you know, five, ten key, key parts, key objectives feeding into uh, uh, the vision. And the vision in this case was, uh, like I mentioned, developer ch checks something in, in version control and it's in production in two hours. Um, so... And that helped because without knowing where are we going as a team, um, how do we know if we are succeeding, and and not not uh, be the, not being able to measure whether we are succeeding or not, are we fifty percent, thirty percent, ninety percent? We are not going to get there. We are going to get distracted. Other things are going to come up, and um, having this it, the, the, a good strategy, I think, brings uh, uh, focus. It brings a shared and mutual understanding and alignment uh, and buy-in from all participants and agreement that these are the bold goals and they are going there and they are doing it 
and we, are, we will know that we know that we are succeeding and we know we will know that we have we've been successful that i think is, is key yeah absolutely and that, that's a great example because it it you know getting cicd requires a great deal of collaboration right you can't work on your own on that uh and number two it's it's foundational to the ability to be successful and and i guess three it it highlights um uh, you, it gives you the vet level of visibility and transparency you need to know how well you're actually doing and how productive you can be right so it, it like checks all the boxes so uh that's a great great story and that i think that leads into uh, what we actually mean by a strategy. So let, let's dive into that. Um, you know, we talk about, we you know, so far we've used the word strategy and we use it kind of loosely. Uh, and I think, of course, you know, there's there's some obvious parts to what a strategy is, right? Uh, you know, it's important to have some sort of organization and direction to what you do. But let's define it a little bit more succinctly and specifically for the, for the, for the folks that are listening here. Um, it's based on having really key building blocks. And what we call, uh, what we're going to call here is the triangulation of three things that need to work uh, together so that this, so you a, create a strategy that's cohesive and, and coherent as well, but also something that's going to be success oriented. And the triangulation is around direction, uh, people, and a, and a business need. So let's talk, let's dive into that. The first thing is direction. Um, and the building block for direction is vision. So as, a, as an engineering manager, this is actually where you get to be somewhat creative, somewhat innovative, and somewhat free-spirited in your thought process um, on what is the North Star, what is the, what is the landscape of what you're trying to, to build. Uh, and it's not just the, the product you're trying to build, it's not just the culture, and, it, and it's not even just the organizational impact. It's really all of those things combined. Uh, it's what, what do you want to leave as the mark on the organization uh, once, you know, this strategy sort of comes to fruition and, and it, it, it results in meaningful business value. Um, like in your case, you know, I'm sure part of the vision was having a CICD platform that can enable the business to build more things and be more responsive to the market and give better visibility. So that's vision um, and, and tied to direction. The next is, is goals. So the goals, and this is, I think, where a lot of people who have a strategy often fail to be successful because the goals uh, are often not well-defined and are not goals that evolve. So what do we mean by that? A goal should be something that has a well-defined milestone, uh, a well-defined purpose, and it has to be bought into by the people that are contributing to make that goal happen. It could be product engineers. It could be a marketing uh, business or sales sales portion. Um, it could be you know an infrastructural uh, component where you've got components, parts of the organization that have to be be able to support in building that. Um, but it has to kind of show your stepping stones towards getting there. And we'll talk a little bit about the need to iterate on that in, in a bit. Uh, but having a set of goals and, and clear milestones uh, that help lead to you know that north star vision is key. Uh, and that's that's part of uh, people. The next thing that's tied to people as a building block is being strengths based. Again, you know, anybody can come up with a strategy and a vision uh, for for virtually anything, right? That's where the creative part comes into play. Uh, but if it's not tied to the strengths that you have within the team, within the organization, and within the sort of the wheelhouse that you you have to work from. 
uh, you're not going to be successful. And if the strategy is predicated too much on, you know, filling a gap in strengths or skills, uh, you're just going to be working from a deficit and, and wasting time until you get to that point. So it should be strengths-based. You should be looking at the organization that you currently have and say, what do we do really well? And how can we, how can we turn that into, uh, you know, making those next strides towards that vision? Uh, so that's people. Um, and it's, it's also uh, the goals and strengths-based part also work together towards a need. Um, so having a vision is great. Having strengths and skills and people ready to do it is also great. But there has to be a, a tangible business need. Um, and it could be a small business need that morphs into something larger. You know, you might have a vision that, hey, we want to go and, you know, catapult the business into this one whole area. Well, you got to start with the immediate business need or the, the, the alignment to what the organization is, is marching towards to, to even get the, the buy-in to be able to do that. So there has to be clear business need. There has to be clear bi- translation of the, the goals that you're setting for yourself and these milestones and the vision towards that business need. And then the last part in the building block that's really tied to all three, direction, people, and need, is the strategy has to be well-documented and measurable. Documenting a strategy is, I think, Slava, as you, as you uh, so keenly alluded to in our uh, pre-chat discussion on this, is you got to put it on paper. You got to put it on paper. It doesn't mean it's set in stone, but if it's not on paper, it's it's not material. It's not something that you can actually start start using and sharing. So documenting it the best way possible, highlighting the goals, highlighting the milestones, highlighting what your north star is, and and you know iterating on that as you get more buy-in is key. And that also has to be tied to how measurable it can be. Now measurability can come from a variety of areas. It can come from you know, engineering level uh, measurability or metrics that we typically use, you know, how productive a team is, uh, quality uh, metrics, um, you know, uh, time to market, all those kind of things. It could also be tied to, you know, how cost effective the strategy is. So how much, you know, is this going to lead to cost savings over time, especially if you're in the software business and you're building things that require a lot of, uh, you you know, infrastructural components that can, you know, easily and very quickly exceed your budgets. Um, and then other things is business value, right? Measure, measure, measurable business value. How much revenue are you going to help generate from what you're doing? How much profitability are you going to generate? Um, is it aligned to where your company is in the stratus of uh, its growth goals? You know, is it a, if it's a startup company and you're really just trying to, you know, get those first few customers out there, you know, your, your measurements for that will be slightly different than a more mature or larger company that is, you know, looking to be, uh, more mindful of their their bottom line, or uh, be careful of where they put their their growth assets, and um, especially if it's a public company, right? Being tied to the the need to always appease the market. So uh, again, it comes back to having a realistic and tangible strategy, uh, but one that that is very much measurable, and you can hold yourself accountable to to um, move that. So those are the key building blocks in this triangulation of direction, people, and uh, and need that we kind of. Um, call is the foundation for a, a strategy. Um, Slava, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, yes, uh, I really like uh, your notion of uh, the strategy being grounded uh, in reality. Uh, you mentioned uh, you should count on people that you have uh, and count on the capabilities. And I want to add that uh, 
as the strategy is built or, or have been built, it, I think it's fundamental that the strategy is workable from day one. Because if the strategy has certain preconditions that are required to happen for the team to start working on it, uh, the, uh, this is not a strategy, it's a, it's a hallucination. Because if you say that I have to have XYZ for my strategy to begin to work, it means that your, this uh, long-term high-level plan is just not ready. It's either because if, if you need something for this to happen, it has to be a part of it. Or maybe it's a signal that if, if a lot has to happen for the strategy to begin to progress, uh, maybe it's a signal that it's too, too remote from reality. And this, this has to be sort of like an internal or inner self-health check on whether it's grounded in reality or not. Or for example, if you say, hey, you're going to build XYZ and for, for this to happen, we have to hire 50 people. Right? Well, here's your, uh, here's your problem. <laughs> um, when are you going to get, get those people? <laughs> How much is going to cost? <laughs> What's going to be the impact on the margins? Right? Um, I feel that it's, it's, it's critical to stay grounded and uh, being able to first step should be the step that already implements your vision. Uh, so that's uh, that's the thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and I I I hundred percent agree with that. It, you know, one of the things uh, we we always want to be practical with the advice and what we share here. Right? We're not trying to be pie in the sky or you know vague on these things. And so we're we're gonna tie this to actual experiences that that we've seen or used or, or seen to work very effectively. Um, because I know a lot of people out there may be saying, okay, that's all great, um, but how do you you know what what are the ways that you can go about uh, you know, building that strategy. And I, and I think you're absolutely right. Like being very aware of where you're at today is super important. Um, and being aware of saying, like, you're right, if you need 150 people or specialty skill to get this done, um, if, if that's not something you can attain right away, uh, maybe you don't have the right strategy, right? But it, and it doesn't mean that that can't be your vision either. You know, you can still have that as part of your vision, but work backwards from that and say, okay, to get to that, maybe we need 10 steps instead of just five steps. And those 10 steps actually have to start with, you know, very, very, you know, elementary steps from where you're at today to be able to get to that, right? So maybe you say, okay, maybe I hire, uh, I look to hire one person who can be specialty in this area, but until then, we're going to work on the strengths that we currently have to, you know, devote to a particular task that's going to kind of move the needle along in the direction that you want. So it's it's directionally oriented and and also allows you to have uh, to you know it it doesn't it doesn't force you to be short sighted, right? It doesn't force you to come back and say, well, our business is not going to be there, so why should I care about it? Uh, you should still care about it, and you absolutely should still try to find a way to get there, uh, but you got to navigate that. So. Um, I 100% agree with that. Um, so with that, maybe we dive into some of the approach um, that, that we're talking about here. Um, and I think the first thing is, as a as a engineering manager, uh, forget about the fact that you've got layers of management above you uh, for, for the moment. Imagine yourself as the CEO of your own organization. 
And, you know, like you said, it could be three or five people, 10 people, 20 people, 100 people, doesn't matter. But imagine yourself as a CEO, meaning you were solely responsible for everyone under you and sort of around you. And what decisions would you make to help get the most out of uh, that group and uh, align to the business goals? So I think sometimes we're so, we feel so shackled by uh, what we think people above us want us to do and we don't allow ourselves to really think about the need and reality is people above us are expecting us to kind of assess you know because we're closer to it um, to to some of the trenches and understand what we need so imagine yourself as a CEO of the organization and um, start by thinking about okay what would happen if your organization 2x 3x or 5x itself you know, what would that look like? What would what would it mean to get to that point, right? What would it mean that you're doing well? What would it mean uh, for the responsibilities of the group that you're responsible for? You know, what types of new business opportunities could open up by having a larger organization? Uh, what things would not? So, you know, imagining, you know, yourself not being locked to the same size organization you have today and thinking about what it would take is going to be pivotal towards the growth goals. The next thing is as we sort of alluded to, work backwards. Take, take your vision, uh, your sort of your North Star, and work backwards incrementally. So reverse engineer your goals, your milestones, all the way back to where you're at today and see that you have a clear path uh, forward and backward. Next, uh, tie your vision to the core principles or values. So one of the key things, you know, especially in, as an engineering manager uh, that will help you make you successful, irregardless, is your ability to always be oriented around direct business value. What is it that the business is trying to do? What is the core mission of the company? What is the core mission of the engineering organization? And make sure your strategy is completely tied to that um, and has some relevance to that. So if, you're, if your company is all about growing in a particular space in the industry um, or a particular market, then your strategy needs to address that. Um, even if you don't think the work that you're doing is directly related, it has to. At the end of the day, uh, especially to get the money and budget that you need and support, you're going to need to show direct business value. And you're going to need to be able to show that to business, business value to folks that don't speak engineering. Um, so that's another challenge, but a very important element. And as we talked about, the goals that you set need to be tied to the strengths and capabilities of the team that you have and its members. Uh, getting the most out of your people is one of the most important things. If you think about, like if you take an analogy to a sports team, what are the most effective sports coaches, uh, uh, you know, historically? The ones who, you know, take a team and the, the assemble all the parts to maximize the value out of them and get the most out of them so that they're working as a well-operated machine. It's not someone who's given, you know, all the best people and, you know, and, and just getting productivity out of them because it's sort of expected out of the highest performers. No, it's taking a more realistic, you know, mix of folks and capabilities and maximizing what they're able to produce by looking at their individual strengths and their collective strengths as well. Uh, next, and this is a really key thing that we're going to lean into here is you need to be able to build partnerships across the organization. So as an engineering manager, Arguably, one of the most important responsibilities or capabilities, I should say, that you have is the ability to kind of work laterally. Uh, and you're expected to. And, you know, find your peers in, in other areas and say, okay, here's the strategy I'm trying to build. I want to partner in this. 
you know, it's not just, you know, tunnel vision towards one goal. It's a collective goal because it's about making the larger organization far more successful um, as a result. Um, I'll pause there for a second since I know it's a, it's a really important one. Slava, any thoughts on the, the, just the importance of building partnerships and towards a strategy? Uh, yes, I think uh, it's critical because um, if we build strategies which are not uh, taking into account our partners and our bosses, uh, uh, chances of us being successful are not very high. And uh, it's important to get a buy-in from, from our chain of command. Uh, and it's just very simple. If we are doing something that they don't was, they don't want us to do, it's not happening. Uh, and uh, same thing with partners uh, in the modern uh, uh, innovation organization, modern uh, software development organization. We depend on each other, um, and uh, we depend on uh, our QA. We depend on our uh, operations teams. Uh, we depend on. Uh, our uh, product teams and uh, not having them in the loop uh, is going to be problematic because at some point you will need their help and uh, if they see it as uh, uh, imposed on them by your will and that's it uh, they may not be willing to participate and uh, it's it's and that's why it's so important to have a go uh, or let your own team to have a go uh, at your thinking, uh, maybe accommodate as much as you can, and doing the same thing with your key partners, um, and uh, uh, soliciting feedback, soliciting input, uh, asking is it does does it make sense to you as a as my partner, and uh, do you think we can work on this together? And in the end, uh, once everyone is on the same page, uh, bring it to your own boss. And uh, uh, having the same conversation that hey, this is what the thinking long-term thing my long-term thinking is. Uh, this is how it fits into uh, your objectives. Um, this is how partners are uh, on the same page as well, and the team is happy to have a go at it. It's going to be very easy. And but but accounting for the for for the goals of your own uh, chain of command is critical. Uh, just like uh, because. Partners is a, are important too, because without them it's impossible. But without uh, your chain chain of command being on the same page, and your team being on the same page, uh, you're just gonna miss. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you 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 bring up and mention it. I think very well when you say it depends on relationship. Um, we don't overstate. You know, we we don't. Uh, I think we understate that too much. Um, uh, we you know, we often feel that a task we're being asked to do or our sphere of responsibility is, you know, in its own silo, right? Whether we whether we consciously think it or not, we just think, hey, I got to get what I'm asked to do done. And you don't think about the depends on. You say, oh, well, I actually depend on these other teams. And they depend on you as well, right? So it's a cross thing. And another thing you mentioned, the fact that keeping, you know, your management in the loop, you, you think, oh, well, that's sure. We absolutely have to do that. But I think you touch on a really, really important thing that uh, – the depends on relationship that you have laterally also extends as you move up as well. So, you know, you might have a peer in another team who you work very well with and building that relationship is actually going to only positively impact your boss and that person's boss from being able to have that 
level of relationship as well. And, you know, everything rolls all the way up. And then by the time you get up to whoever the head of your organization is, um, they're going to see that level of synergy. And, and it's, it's almost going to, in, in not every case, but I think in a lot of cases, just necessitate the fact that, oh, yeah, we just have to do this or we got to continue doing this because the teams are already doing a really good job of it and we want to highlight that, right? So it's a way that you can sort of have a ground-up impact. If you, as an engineering manager, have a great partnership with, you know, at least one or two others in different teams at your same level and you're working on a common strategy together and producing, that's only going to work to your advantage. Um, So I think that's bring up a a really key point there. Um, And then just kind of going on in, in the... Uh, a little bit more in the approach here. Um, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but the need to iterate. Um, one of the things that saddles a strategy, even a well-defined strategy, is how versatile or flexible it is. Um, and that you know a strategy shouldn't be something that's you know completely set in stone, immutable, and you know that's the only thing you're working towards. Um, because all, as as time goes on, things will impact your ability to implement the strategy, but also affect the strategy, right? Uh, business goals could change. Your uh, The relationships in the company can change. The product direction, the market, everything can change, right? I mean, just look at the last three, four years of, of things and how much variability there was uh, based on things that we could not control. And so being able to, as an engineering manager, your ability to pivot and iterate is key. So from day one, you should say, look, this is this strategy is not necessarily, it's a solid strategy. It's got a solid vision, set in stone. It's not set in stone. And we're going to make adjustments over time. But that also means you have to deliver things uh, iteratively too, right? Show incremental progress. Um, you know, depending on your organization, it could be, it could be weekly, um, although that might be a little bit uh, too severe, but it, it could be you know, monthly, it could be quarterly, but something that is showing that you're continuing to iterate and make progress on it and say, hey, we're making progress. You know, you have a lot of success and data points to show that and that you're also proactively pivoting on the strategy as you need to. And you may have to change your vision uh, over time, but hopefully you don't, but it doesn't mean your goals and the way that you get there um, doesn't have to change. So iteration and being able to progress on that is so key. We talked about communication uh, can't understate that enough that you have to clearly communicate regularly with all your stakeholders, both laterally, upwards, and downwards. You have to communicate to you know people below you as well. Don't take for granted that you know they just understand the strategy. And oftentimes, as we know, that can be some of the most uh, you know time-consuming because you have to re- re- reiterate that multiple times with multiple groups, multiple sessions. You have to get the buy-in of everybody. And the the last thing that we'll say is. You have to embrace the dynamics of, of working globally as well. Um, in, in today's day and age, I think more than ever, organizations are, are far more uh, cross-regional, global. And looking at the strengths and resources that you have should not be limited to your home turf. It should be looking at uh, wherever your company is geographically stated, wherever anybody can contribute, and having that uh, ability for sort of around the sun uh, work uh, may be beneficial. Um, it may also enhance your cap- your ability as an engineering manager to get things done uh, across verticals, right? Uh, if you're, you know, let's say you, let's say you're trying to attach to a market that's in um, Europe and you're currently in the U.S. Well, having people on the ground in Europe or Asia or wherever uh, closest to your, to your market is, is going to be key. 
and working with them and partnering with them to um, say, hey, here's the strategy that we have. You're part of it, but we want to get your feedback. And we, you're a key port- partner in this, too, and making them feel committed as well is also going to be, uh, be key. So don't just look in your own home, home turf, you know, kind of uh, expand globally and be aware of where your organization has footing to take advantage of that as well. Um, and that'll also enhance the ability of the company to scale. So um, those are some of the key things that, uh, you know, we feel are very practical that should be able to apply to any uh, engineering manager, um, you know, whether you're uh, you know, new to the role or seasoned or not, you can, you can start on a lot of these things uh, fairly immediately. Uh, Slava, any thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, good stuff. And uh, I really like what you said about uh, iteration and that things change. And what it also tells us that st- the strategy has to be, uh, well, first of, first of all, the, there has to be the vision, which is the North Star. No matter how winding the path is, you, uh, ideally we should be working towards it. And, you know, there are fundamental changes sometimes in, in companies and in markets. And maybe your North Star is not, not North Star anymore. Maybe there are no stars. <laughs> uh, maybe there's something else. But the, the, the goals, the objectives, and the high-level plan has to be flexible. And uh, uh, what, when we say high-level, it means that it doesn't mean that it has to be vague. And it, means that, it just means that whoever reads it should be able to have a good idea how we are going to get there, number one. Uh, but also because of that, of the, uh, ch- the only constant is the change. I would say that long-term, uh, long-term objective, objectives have to be high level because for them not to be high level, we have to specify everything on a sprint level and uh, assign uh, work to people on a bi-weekly basis. And if you try to do something like this for a uh, uh, two, three, uh, five-year plan uh, or, or the strategy, uh, it's, it's impossible or it's going gonna, it's gonna to get out of date within a couple of weeks. So, but it also means that how do you pivot when you have high-level objectives? And my practice, which I've done and it really worked, we keep everything year out it should be able to fit in a, on a single slide on a PowerPoint with just a few pictures. It's about these are the things we would like to do and we believe that are going to get, get there. Two years out, it has to be maybe two, three pictures. And I'm saying pictures uh, because this is just a visual, because when you write your strategy document, it, you, you have to go into a bit of a detail what it is why it is and how it is going to be contributing to the business value and to the success of the strategy. Everything under a year needs to be needs to be actually planned because year is there or maybe six months to a year, maybe this is where the actual commitments of people and money happening. And I would say your next milestone which or next objective, which is a year out, has to be planned out on a quarterly basis. This is what we are going to land uh, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. And first and the 
couple of quarters ahead of you has uh, have to be planned turned into a project plan okay because this is where we're actually going to be doing things and delivering things building working hardware building working software building working infrastructures and all the good stuff so what essentially it means that the further out the objectives the more high level they should be but not on a uh, bullshit level high level uh, the closer to the current moment the more precise they should be and what it allows us is allows us to do things and deliver things today tomorrow learn from them and based on that learning adjust what's in front of us and have those pivots right because if if, if you plan everything on the same level of precision then uh pivoting is going to be very hard or impossible and it's, it's also going to be hard because it's going to take month and month to plan out uh, three five years of work okay uh yet small increments with deliverables that allows us to assess whether our high-level plan still makes sense are important. So high-level for things which are further away and higher and higher fidelity and higher higher precision as they reach the current moment. And that, that I found uh, uh, more practical than either not planning at all or trying to plan the whole bloody thing. Yeah, and that, that's so key. I mean, and you remind uh, all our listeners that um, you still got to get things done at the end of the day, right? And, and you know, it, your ability to be able to abstract things, uh, that's still meaningful, right? Whether it's a, a year out or, or more, is going to be key to, to just the validity of your strategy as well, right? Like you said, if everything has the same fidelity uh, as far as time and, and scope and all that, no one's going to take you seriously because it's just going to look like an idea. Uh, but your ability to say, okay, here's where we want to go. Here's our North Star. Um, here's where we start. And we know we, we have high confidence we can get these things done in, in the near term. But at the same time, we're going to be very mindful to pivot after each one of those, getting feedback, you know, that, that that feedback loop that we need. Um, I think it's, it's actually a really keen point that, that you make, and, and it's something we, we as engineering managers should never uh, abandon. Okay, Adam, uh, that was good stuff. Um, a, a very uh, thorough uh, discussion on uh, the uh, strategy for uh, effective strategies for engineering managers. Uh, could you give us uh, a checklist that uh, our listeners can use to confirm to themselves that what they're doing is working. Sure, absolutely. So checklist is the following. Number one, build a strategy early on with a basic foundation of core vision, set of achievable goals, and align to the strengths of the team. What we call the triangulation of direction, people, and need. Um, make sure they all align together and they're telling the same story. Number two, the strategy itself should be challenging but reasonable and represent the team that you have at 2x or 3x growth. So don't build a strategy that's going to just end tomorrow because you're successful in a month. Uh, it should be challenging, should align to everything, and it should represent the ability to have growth because growth will be a part of the puzzle. Number three, the strategy should be aligned to your business goals. Intimately be aware of where your business is, where they're going, and how you can help. 
um, and your strategy should be aligned on at least one of those business goals, if not multiple, uh, because a business goal could be a, there could be a financial goal, there could be a market goal, there could be a product goal, there could be you know if you're a public company some kind of uh, you know public uh, another public financial goal as well. Number four, use your lateral relationships to build partnerships toward a common set of goal. Very very key. Use everything you can to get everyone bought into the strategy, particularly laterally. And lastly, drive and deliver an effective communication plan with your stakeholders and upper management to show progress on your strategy and opportunities for growth. The communication of plan in itself is going to be a key thing that helps you as an engineering manager not only get better visibility, but help practice communicating and getting that feedback, especially from upper level management, um, so that you can take that and use that to tweak the strategy and show them that you can iterate. So very, very key to build an effective communication plan, follow up on it regularly, be proactive in meeting with your boss and boss's boss and other key stakeholders and, and sharing the progress on the strategy. Um, that will be very key, especially if you come with good partnerships uh, supporting that underneath the hood. So those are the key five things that we feel are, are key. We could talk about this uh, topic for, for plenty of days, but um, you know, it's, hopefully it's something that uh, our listeners can go and, and start practicing tomorrow. Thank you, Adam. Uh, that was good stuff. Thank you, Slava. Appreciate it. And for all our listeners out there, we hope this was helpful for you. We'd appreciate any feedback. Uh, please feel free to email us at contact at effectiveem.com. Uh, please uh, also uh, vote and uh, rate us on uh, whatever platform you're using to uh, tune into this podcast. And uh, Please also reach out to us if you have any, any other questions or topics for future discussion. We'd love to hear from you. And, and uh, until next episode, uh, keep uh, managing effectively. Mm-hmm.